1: 1220 and 98.1 F-M. all right we've had a show and the S Brian show is a business show. Each week we either interview a founder which can tell us something about this how their business was created and how it's working or we teach something about a business skill could be Facebook advertising could be how, how to handle inventory matters or how to handle reviews but each week we try to help people learn something about business either through a founder or through an expert in some certain field. My co-host is uh, Alex Grossman on the Ask Brian Show. You know, he's an engineer, and he doesn't have a... Come on, like, don't you have, like, a save button where, when the guy is playing hockey and they miss the goal? No. Oh, my God, that was a bad one. Very, very bad. We're going to have to train the engineer. All right, so, Alex, you had some questions. I didn't know what you were talking about, so you want to ask me what you, what you wanted to know?
0: My biggest question is, why in the world would anybody spell Brian with an A?
1: Well, first of all, you have to go to the Irish pub, because the Irish pub is always spelled O'Brien, O'Brien's pub. How many O'Brien pubs are there throughout the world? Actually, people do spell Brian with an E. It's a misnomer. Uh, I hope everyone knows what that means. A misnomer that uh, Brian is spelled Y-A-N or I-A-N. It's always spelled E-N. Ask anyone from Ireland. That's what they're going to say. I'm from Ireland, and I think that it's an E. Okay, so do you have any other questions, or should we get to the show? (laughs)
0: Let's get to the show. By the
1: way, that accent... Yeah, you better work on that one. Well, first of all, I'm sorry, but we can't do the show because people want to know why Brian is spelled with an E. And if you can't ask me those questions, you have a boo for the co host? No, boo for the co host. I don't know. Well, what's why going on is Brian me. spelled <laughs> with an E? I don't get it. I mean, I, I just think you have a lot of energy, but I don't know why. It just doesn't make sense. Well, that is definitely one of the reasons Brian is spelled with an E. It has energy, enthusiasm. Okay, you have to be enthusiastic. You have to be have a passion, right? Now, that's not an E, but enthusiasm is part of passion. Another reason why we have E, sometimes we empathize with the engineer, but not today, because I'm not very empathetic when he's missing the call. So, you have a boo? No, a bum? No, nothing. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: All right. This is kind of like bloopers, you know? All right. So, the other reason why we have an E in Ask Brian, okay, is experts, One of the main factors on our show is we try to have people that are experts to try to explain something about their business or if they were founders. And in order to be an expert, we typically used to say you needed 10,000 hours. We still say 10,000 hours. The only difference is how long it takes. The typical person will work 40 hours a week, 5 days a week, 50 weeks a year, 5 years to hit 10,000. That's how we come out with the math. Now, as we know, E, that also stands for Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that are people starting businesses, they typically can get this done in two and a half years. Why? Because they're not working forty hours a week. They're working eighty hours a week if they want to be successful. Now, the other reason why, as Brian spelled with an E is education. We try to educate you through business learning lessons. We're the Sesame Street for business and we try to teach you simple things so that when you have your own business you can be more successful. And that's one of the reasons why we have an E in Ask Brian. There are other reasons, experience, enlightening, etc., etc. but we do have a big show to get to today, and so we're just going to quickly go over and go right to our guest. And guess what? Our guest's first name begins with a E. E. Thank you. All right, we're on point. I guess we're getting better as we go along. Ellie, are you there?
2: Of course I'm here. <laughs> Where else would I be? I don't know.
1: <laughs> maybe went out for ice cream
2: although uh, i'm pretty far i'm speaking to you from tel aviv israel oh so, right. yeah
1: yeah that's like right down the street all right so a couple of questions we have for you so first of all let me get a little business background so you have this current company but what did you do before you started this most recent company that you have?
2: so actually this is a project that i started 13 years ago uh, i studied psychology but yeah you mentioned uh, the the 10,000 hours so uh in the field that i'm coming from which is called food tech it's the integration of food and technology everything from uh you know meatless meat to efficient uh, production methods and in food tech usually from what i see even more than 1,000 hours, you need 10 years to be an expert.
1: So can you clearly more define what food technology is? I mean, other than the microwave oven where I put my, what,
2: my uh, sandwiches every uh, it's day? It's a lot of things. Basically, you look at our uh, food uh, and uh, beverage market. It's been technatic, you know, for decades we can do much more, uh, much better food, much better beverages, much better ingredients. But that's also another thing, you know, where innovation also represents a risk. So what we do is we deal with the integration of food and the science of chronobiology. Chronobiology is the science of our biological clock, uh, our circadian rhythms.
1: So is that like being a morning person and an evening person, that,
2: that type? It's a, it has a lot to do with it, yeah. Basically, every cell in our body has uh, its uh, biological clock. You know, since we live in the materialistic world, even time has its materialistic expression, and it's biological. And so it has, about, uh, has to do about sleeping, This whole project also started from a phenomena that is integrated in our circadian rhythm, which is called the post-lunch dip, the tiredness that we have at noontime. Well, most of us, you know, we blame ourselves that we didn't sleep enough or we ate meat or things like that. But basically, it's just part of our biological clock, probably because of evolution, you know. Species come from Africa. It's Africa. It's hot at noontime. So, if uh, you to go to a safari trip, you'll see also the lion and the antelope rest.
0: So, you're saying my daily siesta is a normal thing, and I should embrace it,
2: or is there a way I can? You know, it? It's totally human, <laughs> uh, and you know, you you can embrace it, or you can do what most people do: just ignore it. And uh, this is how, well, you know, this whole business started, the whole company. Uh, just a conversation with a friend who was studying medicine at the Tel Aviv University, and he told me, his name is also Eli, can you imagine that we learned that the U.S. workforce is losing every year $136 billion as a result of the post-lunch dip phenomenon. And this is the time of day that you have most work accidents and car accidents. So I looked back and, uh, at my friend and I told him, you know, oh, my God, you found a need. Because you know? a lot of times we're starting businesses not necessarily because there's a need, uh, it's because we think that we have potential, we think we have a competitive edge or a lot of other reasons. But well, it sounds it like we need to, to eliminate once. if There was a crying need from the market
1: sounds like we need to eliminate lunch and so we don't have to deal with that issue. So, you, you were...
2: No, 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 it's not. The French put a man into a cage for three months and he still had this post-lunch tip and he wasn't <laughs> even affected by light. Interesting. But then again, it's French, so I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, C.S. Yes, is more of a Spanish concept than a, than a French concept. So it just came about by speaking to a doctor in, Tel Aviv, you just decided that, hey, listen, this is something that I want to do. How, how did you make it from, okay, I'm having a conversation, and I understand about the rhythms. How did you make it from there to, okay, I want to start a business?
2: In a stroke of naivety that I can't grasp now, I just took the phone and called the head of the Israeli Sleeping Institute, <laughs> Professor Giora Pilar, which is a chronobiologist. And I asked him, Professor, I think I found the need for us to solve, are you interested? And he told me, you know what, it's interested. I'm going now to Stanford for six months, called me in six months. And after six months, I called him. And since then, you know, he's uh, leading the project for over a decade. But what... sometimes you just have to pick up the phone.
1: That's always true. Communication is key. What was the first product you came out with?
2: Actually, my my family had one of the biggest distribution systems here. So, like, always uh, as a child, uh, my father used to challenge me, what else can we put on our trucks, you know, because they're already reaching around 10,000 kiosks and supermarkets. So I was always trying to find, like, the next thing, to make my father happy, I guess. But then uh, in a certain age, you understand that the last place you're going to find the next big thing is on an existing shelf. Because if it's there, somebody else is already capitalizing on it.
1: So what was the first product?
2: Ah, The first product was also a beverage. Basically, what we tried to do is... We're tired because we have some hormonal changes, we, our temperature goes down at noon by half a degree, oxygen in the blood goes down. So what we were trying to do at the beginning is to create a botanical formula that will balance those measurements and therefore reduce the fatigue. So the first product that we actually introduced based on the formula was called Wake Up and it was a 100-milliliter shot that uh, Google and eBay Innovation Center gave their uh, employees at noontime in order to overcome the tiredness.
1: So is this like a Red Bull, or what exactly is it?
2: No, first, you need to understand it's an ingredient. It's a new ingredient. Basically, the next generation of coffee So it's an ingredient, uh, and it can be integrated in beverage, in dairy products, and it's a patent ingredient. And uh, today, it's being uh, manufactured by ADM, which is a a huge American uh, ingredient company from one hand. And from other hand, we are just launching our first product that is based on the ingredient, and it's a beverage called BioLift.
0: So I, I've been doing my homework a little on this, uh, Li, and I think it's really kind of interesting because in our market, you know, people turn to caffeine. The first thing they do is they have a coffee or they have a soft drink or, you know, there's these other brands of these wake-up products. But your product being called Wake Up, from what I understand, as you just said, this could be integrated. You have some examples of snack bars and ice cream and cereal and dairy products and energy drinks. This could be kind of revolutionary. I mean, an after lunch ice cream and it wakes you up. I mean, how incredible is that? That this seems like a
2: really, uh, something and that really could take the, off. Uh, and the thing is, it happened in the coincidence because we were trying to find a solution for the post lunch dip. But what happened is that we accidentally found a new mechanism of action that improves cognition and uh, focus in less than three minutes for over two hours. And it took us a few years and at least three clinical trials to understand even how come it's working. Because at the beginning when we started after uh, the second clinical trial to work with Google and eBay Innovation Center here in Israel, and even with Elal, the Israeli Airlines, which gives it to its pilots to overcome the jet lags, we thought it only works at noontime, and then they started to come back to us and say, you know what, it actually works also in the morning and in the evening, or, you know, we didn't even think about checking blood pressure or pulse in our clinical, but when you do a clinical trial, you have to go through the Helsinki committee that approves clinical trials on humans, and they require you to measure the pulse and blood pressure. and. This is how we saw that unlike caffeine, here, there's no increase in pulse or blood pressure. So on one hand, you know, you, you need to try your best, but you also need to be lucky. And, you know, we went looking for one thing, and it seems that we found uh, the next generation of caffeine. And the cool thing is that we got it patent.
0: I, I so see it patented it's around US the patent. world as
2: well. You have
0: an Israeli patent, you have a Japanese patent, yeah. a European patent, and a U.S. patent. He likes but patents. The only
2: thing, like with ADM, I'm not telling them anything materialistic. We are just licensing our intellectual property. I do not supply them with a single ingredient, but the intellectual property. Wow. Seems like the lawyers do well on that, uh,
0: uh, by That's a good thing.
1: Lawyers don't do well. What do you talk about? So is this a synthetic chemical, or what exactly is this?
2: No, no, it's 100% natural. This is why it's also, we're lucky to get it patented, because usually it's hard to get natural substance uh, patented. And uh, it made uh, 90% out of carob. Do you know what's carob? Yes. The substitute that a lot of people use for chocolate, yes. right? Exactly. Yeah, so this is why, like in our formula, in all our uh, products, you can't add any sugar. It has to be sweetened only by a low glycemic carob extract because the first thing you want to do is to reduce sugar fluctuation that causes you tiredness. And, wow, and that, yeah,
0: that, that would, would be, be great then So for people who are, have insulin problems or glucose problems. Yeah, so we're, they, they we're well recommended as well. Yeah. Very
2: good. Yeah, and also like in cholesterol, you know, you have the good cholesterol and the bad cholesterol. So it's the same in sugar. So the low glycemic one is the good one. And even if you are diabetic or it's recommended to you because it reduces the sugar fluctuation, which also creates tiredness.
1: Wow! hey, Brian, this sounds like a 13-year overnight success. Not so, bad, huh? I'm, I'm waiting for the bar mitzvah. All right, so uh, <laughs> it is
2: 13 years. it.
1: <laughs> I probably need more caffeine, and I probably need more, more, more of this Wake Up uh, synthetic or whatever it is. It's not synthetic. I need to get it. It's natural. natural. That's it's natural. So I need you to send me some because during the show, I'm usually very boring, very bland, and I need to be able to get, get a pick-me-up. So I probably need this for the show. So that, that's what I was thinking. Alex, you were asking Ellie something. Well, I was going to say, Ellie, I mean, you've, you've done
0: this. You've got this chemical or, you know, this formula it's together. Natural. And now you got to take it to market. So how do you do that? You know, you've got the U.S. and you've got Europe. And how did you take this thing to market? So if, if one of our listeners is an entrepreneur and they're thinking about doing something and they have a great idea, How do you turn the idea from an idea into a profitable business?
2: So first, because here we were talking about an ingredient, it's not enough that it will be functional. If it doesn't taste good, nobody (laughs) will consume it. So you have to also make it taste good. And it tastes good, but it's not water-soluble, so it doesn't work. So you have to make sure it's 100% water-soluble. And then you have the patent, water soluble, it tastes good, but the price is too steep, you know, because we're talking here about an ingredient. Every cent counts. Right. So before you go to market, you know, you better make sure that uh, you got your ducks in a row because it's also, it's very human, you know, to try to conquer the goal. But really, I wouldn't advise entrepreneurs to run so fast to the market, you know, if you have to do your R&D, then better do it because once you're on the shelf, there is a sand clock, you know, just drooling because you have a few months, you know. uh, when you're already there. So before you rush into market and conquer the island and whatever, you know, just make sure that uh, you got your ducks in a row because here you don't get a second chance. Once you're on the shelf and you don't do good and the chain tells you that uh, they're not happy, you're probably not going to go back there. Right. So, yeah, an advice is not to rush into market, you know. Especially in food and beverage, it looks like the threshold is really low, you know. I can make you a beverage with your name and your design and tomorrow morning, you know. So it looks like the threshold is low because you can easily make your uh, product and uh, perhaps uh, also uh, go on the shelves, but the bigger challenge is staying there over time.
1: Yeah, I want to get an, an Alex Grossman uh, Diet Coke, Diet Soda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I mean, well, it would probably be a Diet Pepsi if I did it, but yeah. Well, I
1: mean, the you know the issue there,
0: I mean, exactly what you're saying, is true, right? It, it's getting it out there. There's a marketing component to that. I think taking an ingredient and joining, like you were talking about, this product that you have your wake-up formula in called BioLift. So it sounds like what no. you did is you, you went to a company and, and they worked with you to market it. Is that
2: how, how you were able to do this? No, no, no. First, created the formula. We clinically tested to prove it because you have to get your health claims also. And from there, we got a, a patent on it, an intellectual property. And from one hand, we are now cooperating with ADM, Asher Daniels, and Miles, I think, which is a hundred billion dollar company. Uh, like if our food and beverage industry is made out of Lego bricks, so ADM makes the Lego bricks. You know, they do the probiotics, the flavors, the protein, things like that. But they don't have any finished product. So they are producing our formula under the patent in Valencia in Spain because there's a lot of carob there. And in Valencia you have carobs and they are selling it in bulks. But we took the formula and decided to make the first value proposition of it. And this is Biolift, which is a twelve ounce beverage that is produced in the U.S. and is based on our wake up formula and uh, you can uh, consume it and uh, it, it tastes great, it looks great, it's sparkling, fruity flavors, and you don't have to take my word for it. You know, the cool thing is that three minutes after you drink it, you feel it by yourself.
1: That's very interesting. So, let me ask you another question. Who's doing the distribution for that? you have a distribution company in the U.S. that does that for you or are you doing that yourself?
2: Yeah, this is my, like, what I'm struggling in this project now is uh, expanding in the U.S. because so far we're only selling online through our website and doing it from the other side of the world. And here is a a place that the first time I'm coming that I came in this project that I understand, you know, uh, although we have a great product and uh, innovation and intellectual property and price and everything, you need a local partner. You cannot manage a business in the U.S. from uh, your office kitchen in Tel Aviv. It doesn't work.
1: Alex, you're hired. But
0: before we get to that... (laughs)
1: There
2: we go. (laughs)
0: So that's really interesting, Ellie. I mean, the approach that you took is really one that does take some time. And I think what you're saying here, and a lot of our listeners could do it, is these overnight successes aren't overnight. It's a lot of hard work, planning, getting the right things in line and doing it right. It seems like if you didn't go through the patenting, if you didn't go through the time to find the right distribution model, you could run into a lot of problems. But do you feel... By doing it as a formula and lining up that distribution that this is going to grow a lot bigger because you can put it in more places, or did you just get lucky?
2: What do you feel there? I think with such an opportunity as, like we said, that works better than caffeine without any of the side effects, it was smart to go both ways. From, so from one hand, we have the ingredient itself. It can be sold to other food companies. And from the other hand, we have our own beverage, Biolift, that is, that is available uh, in the U.S. Uh, through our website. And most of the times, I can stop talking, you know, after uh, a few minutes because people just feel it by themselves.
0: Well, I was going to say, I I get that the effects sell it, right? But do you think that having distribution through your website is enough? Is it convenient enough? Or are you looking at putting it in a different, more convenient manner for people?
2: Of course. Uh, It's just that as an entrepreneur, especially that it's not coming from, we're we're science-oriented. We're not an American beverage company. We're an Israeli food company. So in order to make this gap you have to reduce you know the risk for your future partners and at the beginning we have to prove ourselves through online and now we are uh, expanding also and probably will do it uh, through partnerships in the US so there's no way around it Uh, you need the distribution and you need the partner and if you can find a way not to build the whole infrastructure by a, for yourself and partner with an existing one. So a lot of times, you know, you don't get the 100%, hundred, hundred you get less, but the business itself is worth more.
1: Do you have a factory? I mean, how, how are you making this? Are you using a copacker. How are you producing this bio?
2: We're, you, we're using a copacker in uh, New Jersey. And since everything is also very scientific by the uh, micrograms, so at the uh, last production, I didn't even go, you know. It, they just know how to do it by themselves, but it, logistically, it's not simple. So, yeah, we use a co-packer in New Jersey that is doing it for us.
1: And so you're selling it online, so you're storing it somewhere, it's being shipped out from New Jersey. Is there an expiration date or the drop this- ship?
2: Like a drop ship from from there? Yeah, I have to build a system that will be manageable from the other side of the world. So we have a logistical warehouse that orders come from the website, it's being shipped, and therefore it's still manageable.
1: So if somebody wants to reach, try to purchase this product, Ellie, where would they go?
2: They would go to drinkbiolift.com. And that's
1: D-R-I-N-K-B-O-I-O, it's L-I or L-Y-F-T, L-I-F-T?
2: Drink, by a B-I-O, lift, L-I-F-T.
1: Okay, yeah, because this is that other company, lifting, compete with Uber. So some people are spelling it with a Y. So people can buy that product now. It, it'd be shipped within the U.S. How long would it typically take?
2: Our average is three days. And um, and you would buy the six-pack, for uh, 1990.
1: Okay. And if somebody wanted to reach you, is there a way that they, somebody can reach you? Maybe there's a sugar out there that wants to contact you. How can they reach you?
2: So uh, they can contact you at the website. They can also email me at leeli at com, And um, we're very open and interested.
1: Okay. That sounds great. Just everybody knows. While this is a live radio show, and we're on Facebook Live and YouTube, etc., each week we also have a podcast version. It takes about one to two weeks to come out. That can be found at any one of your podcast versions. You'll be on Spotify, iTunes, wherever wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. And so you can listen to The Ask Brian Show. And Maybe in six months from now, you thought about something, you want to listen to one of these episodes, always there. You can always listen to us. So that, that's a little bit about the Ask Brian Show. So we've got about three minutes left. And so question is, it sounds to me like it takes a lot of money to spend 13 years working on a product and getting patents before even selling a product. So I'm just trying to figure out how are we able to make it through that?
2: In the normal circumstances, I would agree with you who would invest. Only in clinicals we're over $5 million in. So, and there's a lot of other investment uh, involved. So, I don't know, I was lucky, but uh, one of Israel's biggest investment companies, the uh, owner was a friend of my parents. My mother couldn't get pregnant, so he persuaded her to go to the last fertility treatment. Well, I was conceived, and since then he's paying for his mistakes.
1: <laughs> That's a lot of TMI there. All right, so <laughs> that was really, really a tangent there.
2: No, because if I would tell you, I, I honestly, it's hard to find partners like this.
1: Well, they, that, that was an interesting way to get to that partnership, but <laughs> I don't think people can replicate that. All right, so <laughs> let's, yeah. let's go on.
2: Not with my mother, I hope. <laughs>
1: so what's the next step here how do you want to grow this business
2: so uh we're growing it as an ingredient from one hand and what is really important for us now is starting getting feedback and traction on bio because you know people are not interested in a formula in a vial they're interested in a product they can buy and consume so uh And I think, you know, uh, especially, you know, if children are starting now the year at school, uh, they can use it. And basically, giving uh, your audiences the tip of the spear of food tech science that they can uh, just uh, consume. Till now, it was only available, like I told you, to Elal. We cooperated with 11 hospitals in the U.S that gave their medical staff, Biolift, in order to cope with the long COVID shift. But now it's available for everyone. And we have a money-back guarantee. If for any reason you're not happy, we'll give you your money back.
1: Wow, that's a big thing. Have you ever thought about a subscription model where people can just go online and order it? And so, as soon, you know, figuring that's going to last six days or two weeks.
2: Then you yeah, can get we, new- we should do that. As I told you, you know, since we're coming from the scientifical angle of things, there so are a lot of things which are your bread and butter are kind of new to me.
1: Well, thank you very much. We've learned a lot of information. We're going to have you back on later on. But unfortunately, our show is over, so thanks a lot. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Ellie. You listen to the Aspirin Radio Show on KHS 1220, 98.1 FM. Over and out!
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian radio show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.